0: This morning, uh, I want to encourage you, motivate you, and uh, I want to speak to you about some things that God has laid on, on my heart concerning ministry, concerning the importance uh, of uh, serving God with the right heart, a right spirit, and uh, a right uh, motivation. And so, uh, what I want to do is um, take a look with you at a sermon I entitled God's Evaluation. God's evaluation. How many know that evaluation is a part of life? Uh, If you get a job, and it's a new job, what they usually do is put you on probation, and you go through a probation process. And in that probation process, uh, they're expecting some things. They want to see how you work. They want to see how how you react to other employees, etc., and so on. Then after a period of time, they will bring you in, and they'll begin to talk to you about uh, your uh, job and how you are handling that job, and, and what it's called is an evaluation, and they'll give you points. They'll let you know certain things that are you're doing well, which is good. Things that uh, need to improve, and that's so important for you and I to understand that in the kingdom of God, it's no difference. You go to the doctor uh, in in life, and, and uh, you're you're not feeling well, and you go there. And what they do is they take some, a series of tests. And those series of tests are meant to evaluate your spiritual health condition, your blood tests, your oxygen levels, etc., cetera, and so on. Then once they do that, they call you in and they say, okay, you know what, you're going to die tomorrow. <laughs> or they give you good news and say you're going to live for another 100 years. And so it's important we understand that evaluation is a process that we all have to go through in life, as well as in the kingdom of God. I heard about a man who got a new job. He went uh, uh, to that job, and after a certain time, they called him in, and the boss wanted to give him his evaluation. And during that evaluation, it went pretty good. You know, the boss commended him and said, "Yeah, you're doing good here, you're doing good here, etc., and so on. And, uh, you know, here's some things that need to be corrected. And so the guy says, well, good, I'm glad you're happy with me. I need a raise because there are a lot of other companies after me. And so the boss looked at him and said, well, okay, well, who's after you? The guy said, well, the light company, the gas company, and the phone company. We all have those kind of folks who are after us, but that's the wrong kind of evaluation. Evaluation is so, so important for you and I this morning. It's for the purpose not of hurting, not for for putting down someone, but it's to detect the areas in our life that need to be corrected, that the goal that God wants to accomplish in your life will be achieved. Too many times when it comes to even self-evaluation, we have a tendency to ignore that simply because we don't want to face the truth of some things or we're not ready to receive it. Someone said if excellence is one of your values, Not only you self-critique and evaluate your performance consistently, you also beg others for feedback. Beg others for feedback. And I I thought this quote was interesting because he mentions that we need to learn to self-critique ourselves in our performance, not just once every year or every other year, but he said consistently. Now, to me, that word consistently means on a continual basis, maybe every day. How did I do yesterday? How did I do, you know, uh, what do I need to change so I can do better tomorrow? And then he says, not only is it important for us to do that on our own, self-critique ourselves, but beg others to do that for us. When's the last time you begged your pastor or your leader to tell you what kind of job you were doing. Now I'm looking around. And I know, speaking from my personal perspective, I haven't had anybody come and say, Pastor, how am I doing? How do you think I'm doing? I beg you, please critique me. Has anybody here done that lately? Yeah, that's why we're laughing. See, what we need to understand that Evaluation is such a critical process in order for us to improve not only our own lives personally in our relationship with Jesus Christ, but in the ministry that God has allowed us to be a part of as ministry workers, especially as ministry leaders, so critical for us to be constantly evaluating the job that we're doing for the kingdom of God. And we need to learn to ask ourselves important questions, like what am I doing? What is working that that in the ministry that I'm I'm, I'm leading or that I'm I'm involved in? What am I doing right? What am I doing correct? And then we need to ask ourselves, uh, what's wrong? What's not working? How can I improve? What can I do better? And I think the problem many times that we get. It caught up in, in, a, in a mode of just uh, doing things repetitively over and over again thinking that because, well, we're still in charge we I'm still the leader and uh, I'm still involved in the ministry and nobody's asked me to leave yet so everything must be okay but it's not okay because if we have that kind of a mindset we are never going to achieve a higher level of leadership, success, or be able to promote to that next place in our lives of, of ministry. And so it's so important to, that we evaluate ourselves and make sure that we're open to whatever God speaks to us about as we look into God's Word, or whatever our leader or pastors let us know, look, these are the areas that need to be changed remember and understand that evaluation When, when if, if at a job a boss calls you in to evaluate you he doesn't call you and another worker in or another, uh, three or four other people it's not about them it's about you, it's about me and so when it comes time for evaluation and that process to start taking place it's not about evaluating ourselves and comparing ourselves to so-and-so or someone else. And that's a lot of times what we do. We start to compare ourselves to others. Well, you know, I'm not as bad as brother over here because, you know, he's not doing this and he doesn't go the extra mile in this area like I do. And so uh, we have that tendency to start to measure ourselves. And evaluate ourselves and you know what we usually do we pick the lowest person on the totem pole and we pick the 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 person that that maybe is a new convert or that one is just barely learning and you know we've been here for a hundred years and when it comes time we say oh well see I'm not as bad as Johnny over here I'm, I'm not as bad as this this girl over here and we have a tendency to do that and it's not right Andy Andy Stanley, uh, author, wrote these words. To be the best next generation leader you can be, you must enlist the help of others. Self-evaluation is helpful, but evaluation from someone else is essential. And so when it comes time for, for evaluation, yeah, we'll look at ourselves and we'll imagine, yeah, okay, you know, I'm not doing what, you know, maybe I'm not perfect, but I'm doing the best that I can do. And we evaluate ourselves that way. But instead of doing that, which, you know, obviously we need to look at ourselves, get with someone and say, how do you think I'm performing? What do you think I'm doing? What can I change? How can I be a better leader? What can I do to to help you become a better uh, servant in the kingdom of God? It's essential, he said, that not only do we self-critique and evaluate ourselves, but enlist someone else, find someone else, a leader, your pastor, to say, how can I improve? One of the things we wrestle with is self-evaluation becomes a negative issue in our lives. And when that happens... Again, we begin to measure ourselves against other people. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, in verse 12, the Apostle Paul writes, and he says this, For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. You see, God has created each and every single one of us with different abilities. He doesn't expect for us to to have the same results as another brother over there, or brother, or another sister over here. But He does expect results. And what we need to do, because when we start evaluating and comparing ourselves with those other people around us, we start looking at the results that they're 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 getting. And we say, well, I guess, you know, uh, I'm okay because they're they're doing this and, you know, I'm a little bit better. And uh, Paul says we shouldn't do that. And we shouldn't class ourselves as other people. We're individuals. God wants to use each one in a different capacity. And so what one person may be only capable of, don't lower the bar for yourself if you know that God wants you to take you to a different level. Because if that's the case, you'll never rise up in your leadership. You'll never rise up uh, in what God wants you to do. And so what you need to do, what I need to do, is look at my life and say, okay, well, they're, you know they're doing this and they're doing that. Praise God. You see, if I, as a pastor, start looking at all the other churches and all the other pastors around and see what they're doing and I evaluate myself according to them, I will frustrate myself because, you know, I can say, well, I can look at the small churches and, you know, and I can say, well, jeez, I'm doing great. Then if I look at the mega churches or whatever and I evaluate myself, I say, well, I got a long way to go. God doesn't want me to do that. God wants me to look at my life and say, what can I do better to glorify God and to let God use me to the capacity that he has given me. And as leaders, we need to do that. Some, and we get so caught up in church, looking at other leaders and other, other, other uh, people who are, are doing something for God. And we compare ourselves to them. And, and Paul says, don't do that because each of us are different. We know the, the, the illustration of the body. And, and, the, and the members in each one has its gift. Each one has his purpose. So don't, don't, don't allow the enemy to lie to you concerning evaluation and looking at other people's and what God is doing in their lives. John Wooden, NCAA basketball coach, here, uh, coach at UCLA. He said, without proper self-evaluation... Failure is inevitable. And so, as Andy Stanley said, critiquing, self-critiquing, and begging others to evaluate us consistently is so, so important. Consistently. And what John Wooden says here, if we don't do that, then failure is inevitable. Why? Because we will get into a place where we're just status quo. You know, just comfortable with the way things are and uh, continuing to do the same things over and over again and uh, expecting different results, as they say, is insanity. Evaluation is critical for us every day because evaluation is biblical. Throughout the Word of God, you see God evaluating His people. He's the ultimate evaluator. He's the one that we will have to stand before. I think about Samuel as he's looking for a replacement for Saul. And uh, he is looking in 1 Samuel chapter 16, and, you know, he goes to Jesse's sons. And uh, he starts to look at all these sons, and he brings them all. And one by one, the Lord says, nope, nope, nope. Not him, not him, not him, not him. They say, well, there they are, God. That's all there are. And God spoke to Samuel and said, no, no, there's someone else. And so Samuel asked Jesse, do you have another one? Another? Yeah, but he's just a, you know, wet-nosed, snotty kid taking care of sheep. Well, bring him. And the Bible says God's speaking because, see, you and I, have a way of evaluating people that sometimes is flawed. How many can say amen? We've all been there. We have had friends. We've had associates, etc., and so on, that we thought were going to be the tops, or we thought that they were going to be the ones to, to get things moving forward. And uh, there are certain guidelines that we as human beings use... And it doesn't always work out that way. And God's evaluation system is is different because, listen to what he writes in verse 8, and he says to uh, Samuel. Because you remember, Saul, when they picked Saul, why did they pick Saul? You remember? He stood up above everybody else. He was tall. He was noticeable. He might have been charismatic. He might have, you know... Been, been more outstanding looking than everybody else around him and so oh yeah, that guy's good. But see, God says something different. In verse 8 he says, but the Lord said to Samuel, don't consider his appearance, appearance or his height. In other words, don't make the same mistake again. For I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. You see, when it comes time to God's evaluation, God looks at what's going on inside. God, what, 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 what really do I need to change? And that's what we need to learn to do. Because too many times we evaluate ourselves by superficial things. Things that we do, well, God, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and I got this going on over here, and I'm doing this, and gee, aren't I great? God says, yeah, but you got a heart condition. There's something going on inside that needs to change. And so when it comes time to God's evaluation, and through the process, whether it's through the Word of God or through prayer, and God begins to convict us, Be open to what God says needs to change or needs to to be readjusted. When your pastor, your leader speaks to you about something that needs to be evaluated or corrected in your life, don't be offended. God is the ultimate evaluator, and Jesus does the same in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 27. He says, For the Son of Man will come in the glory of His Father with His angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. God evaluates; he evaluates us each as individually according to our works, what we do for him. And so, the the mindset that we start—you know—when we look at our lives in Jesus, and we, you know, we have friends and family and stuff who call, who say they're Christians, and you know, they're up partying and dancing and drinking and doing all the crazy things of the world and we look at ourselves yeah but you know i don't do those things i must be good see god doesn't those those people have to deal with god on their own god's concerned that we individually are sensitive enough to say okay show me god what needs to change what i need to do to improve How can I be a better worker? How can I be a better servant, a pastor, a leader? How can I be a better Christian, a better husband, a better wife? What can I do to be a better parent? And stop comparing ourselves to those around us. Because God evaluates and rewards accordingly. We need to understand that. In the parable of the the talents in the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 25, We know the story. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one. According to each of his own ability. Remember? We're not all the same. God evaluates us individually, and this story says the very same thing. And immediately he went on a journey. And so the Lord went of of that household, went away, and he gave one five, one two, and the other one one. And when he returned, he came back. And in verse 19, he began to settle accounts. And God's going to settle accounts in our lives. How many can say amen to that? Sometimes we don't want to hear that, but you need to, to, to understand God evaluates what we do and do not do for his kingdom. And we know the outcome. The two were commended because they maximized what the Lord gave them. They multiplied that. He evaluated them, and he said, well done. You guys did a great job. And he multiplied what they had to begin with. But to that one who said, I was afraid of you, and so what I did was I buried it. And we know the story. God, the Lord has said, you wicked servant, et cetera, and so on. What is this story about? Jesus expects you and I to evaluate our lives with what he's given to us, the responsibility of leadership, of ministry, in our our marriage, and who we are as Christian men and women. He expects us not to do worse, but to do better. When he shows us what needs to be corrected so that we can do better, we should not ignore him or begin to to scapegoat and point at other people. As leaders, just as the Lord evaluates, as pastors, just as uh, the Lord evaluates, we, God has given us positions in our churches and ministries to do the very same thing with those who are in ministry. Those who are serving in leadership position. And I'll tell you, it's not a glamorous job. It's not a fun job to come up to someone and say, look, you know what, this is what you've done. Don't do it that way anymore because it's, it's not right. Look, this is uh, how it's going. Why, why has, hasn't this changed? Why are things still the same? It's not a glamorous job. But it needs to be done if we're going to be successful, if ministry is going to grow. Proverbs 27 and verse 3. It says, be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds. Be diligent. Two important words here. Diligent, meticulous, thorough in our evaluation of uh, those who are in leadership positions, those uh, who are serving, those who have uh, a responsibility over people. We need to be diligent. God has given us his word as an objective and unbiased standard for evaluation. The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. He's not going to evaluate someone in a different way because he likes them better versus this person over here because he's not, you know, he, he, he doesn't like him as well. God is a God of justice and even, evenly dispersed justice. And uh, he is objective in his evaluation in our lives, unbiased. In Romans chapter 2 and verse 11, for God does not show favoritism. And when we evaluate according to the word of God and not our own personal, uh, you know, I don't like that guy, you know, because this, this, and the other, so I'm going to be extra hard on them. You know, you, you did a terrible job. You're a dummy. You know, you don't know how to do anything right. Versus your best friend who takes you out to eat all the time and always pays the bill. Oh, you're doing a good job. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, just just keep doing what you're doing. Taking me out to lunch is good too. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in Righteousness. So when evaluation and correction comes, as pastors or as leaders, there needs to be a righteous evaluation, unbiased evaluation, a a correction if that's the case, uh, or a reproof. It needs to be done according to the Word of God, and not by our own personal feelings or likes or dislikes. God's Word says when that evaluation comes into our lives, it's for our own good to accomplish God's kingdom business. Jesus said in Luke 4, 2.49, I must be about my Father's business. We need to understand that as the Lord evaluated those that He left in charge of his business and his property, etc., and so on. God does the same to, for us on a spiritual level. It's his kingdom. We hear the term, uh, the kingdom business. One of my favorite movie quotes is from Godfather 1. And it's after uh, Michael Corleone gets his job broken by the corrupt cop. And now he's sitting there with Sonny and, and some of the other goombas, And there they are in the room, and he's getting ready, and he wants to get revenge, and there he is, and and he gives his plan. And they make fun of him, and Michael turns to Sonny and goes, It's not personal. It's just business. Bada bing, bada boom. You see, when God corrects us, when God's evaluation comes into our lives, Don't take it personal, but it's so that God's business can be extended, uh, so that you can be a better leader, people can be involved in a greater uh, ministry, and the church can accomplish the will of God. Furtherance of the kingdom of God. God wants to build an army, not an audience. And in order to build an army, there needs to be evaluation. In the military, they're constantly being evaluated uh, concerning their service and how, how they're performing. Or they're not going to get the promotion. And it's no different for us. Over a period of time, we get the, the mindset, well, you know, my ministry, it's my, my position. And, and it becomes something that, you know, no longer is it God's, but it's ours. We need to be the reference points as leaders and pastors to those that we serve so that they can continue to carry on the leadership of that ministry when the time comes. And so we need to be preparing them in the right way. If a bus hits you tomorrow, who's going to take your place? Do you have somebody ready, leader, pastor, to take your place if you weren't here tomorrow? If you can't answer that question yes, then we're not doing our job. We're not doing our job because you've come to a point where you think it's yours and it's always going to be yours. Andy Stanley said once again, to be the best next generation leader you can be, you must enlist the help of others. Self-evaluation is helpful, but evaluation from someone else is essential. So let me close this down. What keeps us from being honest of self-evaluation? An unwillingness to acknowledge that something needs to be corrected. Why? Simply because we look in the mirrors, James says, and we forget what God shows us. Or we don't want to see what God is trying to show us. Someone said, Pride is a deeply rooted ailment of the soul. The penalty is misery. How many know prideful people are miserable people? The remedy lies in the sincere lifelong cultivation of humility, which means true self-evaluation and proper perspective toward past, present, and future. And so it's pride that keeps us from acknowledging things need to be changed in our lives or things uh, aren't uh, moving forward as they should be. Think about the Pharisee and the tax collector. We know the story in Luke 18, verse 9. It says, Here the tax collector and the Pharisee are here before God, and the Pharisee, you know, tax collector, standing away, he doesn't want to even look up. Because he knows he's a sinner and the Pharisees coming before God and you know we know it God thank you you know you see me I'm a a religious man I do great things etc and so on and thank you God that I'm I'm not like this uh, dirty tax collecting sinner back here uh, behind me and in his own eyes he was great but in Jesus eyes here's the evaluation Jesus said, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You see, you and I need to understand, uh, as we look at our lives in ministry and in leadership, and in generally Christianity, let's not be so prideful that we think we are better than anyone else. Because as leaders, as pastors, we are called, as Jesus said, to serve and not to be served. And that takes humility and a willingness to look to God and say, God, what needs to change in my life? How can I be a better leader to help someone else be a better Christian? What do I need to do? So, these quick points... That we need to start as leaders, as pastors, taking a look at those that we have involved in ministry, because God expects productivity. God expects for us to be accountable. Ask the question, those in leadership, are they passionate about what they're doing? Are they committed to leadership? The core values of that person, is it based on commitment to God and to the vision of the ministry? Do they have a servant's heart? Do they put themselves first, uh, or are they looking to better those that they are leading? Do they have a positive outlook? Are they, are they visionaries? Are they always looking uh, at something uh, that they can improve on, or are they always negative? Say, ah, this, this, and the other, you know, it's never going to work, this can't be done, etc., and so on. You see, this morning, evaluation, God does that, whether we like it or not. He's constantly evaluating our lives. As leaders, as pastors, it's no different for you and I. If the kingdom of God is going to grow, if ministry is going to grow, if churches are going to grow, and I get it, sometimes they're the only one I got. Well, you know how it was when you pioneered. It was you and your, your, your wife and two kids, three kids, You were the offering taker. You were the preacher. You were the usher. And you were the maintenance person. You did it all. We need to understand this morning. God holds us responsibility. And if we don't take it seriously to evaluate those in our ministry, we're not going to grow. Keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's not going to happen.